Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. You guys, we got a little hint of cold weather yesterday. I was so excited, but also like sad I couldn't hot girl walk. But basically like my whole morning yesterday, I work from home. Um, I'm recording Tuesday morning. I work from home on Mondays and uh, I left, you know, all the doors shut, all the windows closed, like, you know, AC on, like trying to make it cool in there because the day before it got to be like 99, I think in my apartment. And so I'm like just trying, you know, my hardest to keep it cool. And so I had no idea what it looked like outside. And I was like, okay, well, let's just go for a 12 o'clock walk. Like it's gonna be fine, you know, you'll power through. And I go out and it was raining. And I was like, what? And I'm not, you know, I know Southern California was, you know, said it was going to get a lot of rain, but I didn't know what was happening up here. And honestly, I I was a little excited. I am personally very tired of the heat. I think that if you listen to this podcast, you know that. If you're new, hi, hello, welcome um, to the I'm Sorry What podcast. I'm glad that you are here and you found us. So, uh, you know, I'm going to do a little bit quicker of an episode today. Uh, I got my first dose of my medication so just a little like recap for y'all so basically this time last year i was in the hospital i um you know had these crazy swollen feet and i got really sick and it basically all came down to the fact that like i got this other you know illness basically because i wasn't taking enough medication for my crohn's so we went through all this process of figuring out like what the new medication I could be on would be. And so they decided to put me on a, uh, you know, an IV treatment. And I started my first one in February. So like just for for context of how long this process took, you know, I was in the hospital in August and then was having to run a bunch of tests, do some colonoscopies. I had to not do some tests because they were very expensive. And it all boiled down to like me getting on this medication in February and then bam in March I lost my job lost my insurance fought to get my insurance back and just went through this like whole whirlwind and then like I finally got my insurance and then like the uh expiration was up on the request for this medication so my doctor tried to put in a new one and then it, it just like oh my gosh it has been like an absolute whirlwind and I finally like got my first dose of this medication well technically like my third you know dose of this medication and i couldn't remember because i usually get it on fridays so i didn't really remember how it made me feel but i have to be honest i am exhausted and i woke up this morning like yesterday when i got it i was kind of like tired and i had therapy and i was like all right like but i'm sure i'll get up tomorrow morning no oh my god you guys i am so tired totally wiped me out which is fine like i'd rather be (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather be tired and I've got the medication than not got at all at all. Actually, like the nurse that I had was like, I think you're the most positive person we've had in here and you're so excited to get this medication. I'm like, I have fought for this so hard. Like I'm literally getting emotional right now because that is how I function. But I left my appointment. I went down the street. There was a Dunkin Donuts. I, I hadn't had a donut in a hot min and I 
really wanted to go to Krispy Kreme to try their pumpkin donuts. And I was like, maybe by some miracle, Dunkin' Donuts like has pumpkin donuts, which I went. I They did have a pumpkin donut. I got a pumpkin donut. I got a sprinkles. I sat in my car. I ate my sprinkle donut. And I was like sobbing because I was just so it's. You know, I know I'm one of those reflective people. I honestly think it's a good thing where I sit back and I think about like, oh, shit, like how far like I love to sit back and think about how far my friendships have come, my relationships, you know, and I was just sat sat back and I was like, God, I have fought this fight for this medication for so long and I am so grateful to have it because I just I have not been feeling good and I feel like this is going to be good. And then your girl got extra sappy because I remembered that like the otter has actually been with me like through this, at least the second half of this journey. And I was so grateful because I was like, this was not easy. (laughs) And I'm telling you this now. And I think if you have listened to the podcast, I've talked about it a lot, but like there have been so many tears and frustrated phone calls and just feeling absolutely defeated that I've had with the otter. And he's just been there, you know, and I was so grateful. So I sent him a little sappy text last night because I was like, I'm going to see him today. And I'm like, I thank you in person. But honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it. Like I, (laughs) I cannot stop crying, like get it together. But like, it's nice because they're very much happy tears. I'm just so grateful to have gotten here. But I am I am a little fatigued, which is fine. But, you know, that meant I slept in a little longer and I got to get to work on time. So, you know, but I wanted to talk to you all. I didn't want to skip another week. I wanted to, like, chat with everyone. And I don't know, maybe it's like I, it's funny because I think about it and, you know, I overthink everything. And I'm like, is everybody going to be annoyed that I'm like talking about how I fit the podcast into my life? You know, I don't want anyone to think that this is like a burden because this is um, one of my favorite parts of my week, you know? Uh, So, you know, I don't want it to come off that way and I'm not going to like, you know, dive too deep into my overthinking thoughts on that one. But I just wanted to say that I appreciate you all. I am very happy that I have a platform to come and tell you all about this. And to be honest about the medical world, you know, I think that Sometimes you want to listen to a podcast and escape and not hear about anything, which I totally get. And, you know, sometimes your ears are open and ready to, you know, learn about about things. And I think this podcast sometimes is a little bit of both. It's mostly a distraction, but this is one of those days where I just have to, you know, say that it is a tough, tough world out there in the medical industry. And, you know, I am very lucky where, you know, I I have a job, got a job. I just like can't even imagine what it's like for somebody who, you know, what wasn't as lucky as I was or had to start, you know, a job where they don't give you your insurance right away. You know what I mean? But anyways, okay, it's getting a little too dark and, and moody. So let's talk about Taylor Swift. I This is a little dark and moody, this part. But like, listen, I came on the podcast last week. I talked a big game. I said, I'm going to do anything I can to get me some Taylor Swift tickets. They're going to go back on sale. I was clowned. In case you missed it on my social media I cannot hang in the Taylor Swift ticket game. I thought I could. I thought I was good enough. I really did. And I think that is the clowniest part of it all. I was like, I, I'm going to do this. I saw on TikTok other tickets were open. Well, listen, I didn't fact check. I didn't fact check enough. I uh, There were other tickets that went on sale, but they were like this exclusive ticket for this certain group of people and I tried to sign up to be in that group, but you have to live in Canada. And I was just like, damn it, you guys, the way I like worked from home 
and set up my two computers so that way like you know i could do my work and i could like do my tailor tickets at the same time like clowning all around clown 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 i did not get taylor swift tickets and you know what i looked at the resale you guys they are wild wild i'm just gonna tell you straight up so i looked in uh in in canada and like a nosebleed was like eleven hundred dollars and people said uh that i think three hundred thousand people signed up for a, a code to get a ticket I don't know how I wasn't one of those lucky people, but you know what? I'll live. I tried my hardest and I was just embarrassed because I just talked such a big game on here and I clearly didn't do my research and I felt so bad because, you know, my friend Kim and I are trying to go and I was like, I, I told her like, okay, let's do this. And she's like, okay, I've got a final at this time. I think I should be done in time. Like it was just, I felt so bad that I, I've really taken us. I told her, I was like, I have taken us on such a roller coaster ride trying to get these tickets. And you know what? It is not for the faint of heart to get Taylor Swift tickets. And I think I am faint of heart. I can't do it. I was too emotional. I was like, this is horrible. Um, but in great, amazing Taylor Swift news, I know this is a little out of order and usually like, you know, we celebrity later on, but I just can't because I think that this is something something big that needs to be talked about right away. And there are rumors. I don't I don't know if it's been confirmed. It's when I read it, it was just a rumor that Demi and Ariana Grande are leaving Scooter Braun. Leaving Scooter Braun. And I saw that there are rumors that Justin Bieber's also leaving Scooter Braun. So in case you don't know why this is a big deal, let me give you the crash course in the Swifty history, okay? Taylor Swift obviously didn't own her music right away because when you're a new artist, it's like you're signing a contract. You don't fucking know. You know what I mean? She gets obviously huge. She's, uh, you know, her contract's coming up. She wants to buy back her master's. They sell them from under her to Scooter Braun, who she already didn't like, which like, obviously, you know, she's not the biggest fan of uh, Justin Bieber, you know, hello, Selena Gomez. And, you know, this has been kind of this big deal. And this is why she's re-recording all of her songs is to like own them back and, and take those from Scooter Braun. And now we're seeing that and when this happened, Demi Lovato was really outspoken and was like super defending him. But I feel like it's hard. Demi Lovato has been through so much. You just never know. OK, you just never know. I don't know if I can trust what Demi says. So I obviously I don't feel like Taylor Swift messes with people like I don't think she just starts rumors. That's very much doesn't seem to be her vibe, especially with all the things she's been through. So like if Taylor Swift says someone's bad, I'm probably going to believe it. You know what I mean? So anyways, Scooter Braun, boo. And now he's losing his major artists. And I'm kind of wondering, I didn't I didn't dive into it. I'm so sorry. I just kind of saw it last night and I was like hot goss. But I'm wondering if maybe their contracts are up and that's why they're like, being able to leave or like if something something got uncovered i feel like in the next couple weeks here we're gonna get a lot more information so i will definitely keep my nose to the ground on this scooby-doo style and try to get all the information but what what a treat what a treat we just we love to see it honestly we love to see when you know someone actually gets karma taylor has been sitting here singing about karma and she just gets to sit back now and be like yeah you know what I wonder if Taylor Swift, I'm sure she knows, but it's like, she's so unbothered. This, her resale tickets, resale nosebleeds are $1,100. Like, do you know anybody else 
uh, of our generation, like right now, currently, that could truly do what Taylor's doing. Because I don't. There's not a single other artist I would probably listen to their remastered songs unless we're talking Miley Cyrus bangers because that was like truly one of the best albums and miley cyrus is coming out with new music i hear selena gomez is coming out with new music like it's also come out on august 25th and i'm like let's go you know what let's go let's do it for the girlies if there's one thing that we are learning this year is that like women just let women be women because look at them look at them look at barbie uh i saw by the way i saw barbie again <laughs> i saw barbie again on friday i still had laughs and i loved it i feel like barbie is going to become one of my comfort movies like I can watch it over and over again and I think why is like there is conflict in this movie but it's not your stereotypical every time there is a female movie there's always some sort of like big friend fight and I'm not trying to like spoil anything if you haven't seen it but like there just isn't that and I hate that and I understand that like movies need conflict but this is such a good example of of how we can have conflict without it being like you stole my man you know what i mean you made out with the guy i liked like i just that storyline kills me and i and i hate it so uh i did i went back to to livermore this weekend and i went to the farmer's market with my sisters uh gabby and jenna and and sergio and i was very i'm very excited to report so there is a I don't know if it's national, but definitely I've seen it around California, at least northern California. There is a um, a a snow cone truck called Kona, I believe, with a K. And it's got like this cute little penguin on it. And this place has betrayed me. I, they've been around for a long time and they've got the chunky ice. And, you know, here I've made the statement many times that nothing makes me more angry than the chunky ice in a snow cone. It's like. I just want shaved ice, okay? And so I was hesitant. I was really excited to go to the farmer's market because they, when we used to go in high school, they did have shaved ice specifically. And when I got there and I saw the truck, I was like, ugh, I'm so annoyed. But Gabby and I went to, went to you know, sniff it out. I was like, let me at least see. And I get there and what do I see? Perfectly shaved ice. Perfectly shaved ice. I was so excited, so so excited. So I got a snow cone and it was delicious. It was everything I could have ever wanted. I was just the happiest girl, honestly, happiest girl in the world. It was it was so good. Um, so that was really fun. And then um, Friday I was working from home. And then after work, my dad and I went and checked out a new uh, new brewery, Dust Bowl in Livermore, which is not a new brewery around. It's just like there's a new tap room. It's very cute. Uh, we love to see it. We had a little barbecue and then we went to Allbirds, the Allbirds outlet. And uh, you know what? I have had my same Allbirds like running shoe that I use for my hawker walks. I think I got them in 2018, I want to say. And then um, I've just had them and I was hot girl walking and my feet hurt. And I'm like, no, what is happening? I was like, I can't lose hot girl walk. And uh, then I came home and I switched shoes and I was fine. So my Allbirds, my both my Allbirds running shoes are are like on their last life, you know? And so I was like, why not go check out the, why not go check out the outlets, right? So we went to the outlets and they didn't have the shoes I wanted in the women's, but I, I snooped over to the men's to see what my dad was doing. And what did I see? But these perfectly pink Allbirds. And they are so cute, exactly what I was looking for in the men's. And I was like, I mean, I guess I just have to try them on, right? And then <laughs> I was like, okay, so, what they do at the outlet, at least, was that like 
So it was discounted already. And then it was an additional 30% off. And then there was free shipping. And once they said free shipping, it was like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, dad, look, these are on discount. Then they get discounted again. And then there's free shipping. And he was like, oh, free shipping, girl math. You have to get it. And I was like, girl math. So literally, like, I feel like I basically got these shoes for free because let me just break down the math for you, girl math, okay? They're 100 and I think I looked it up. They're $130 online. And then they were discounted to $79. And then they were 30% off and they didn't have my size in store, but they were going to ship them to my house for free, which, you know, shipping is normally at least like, $6.99. Okay. So I got a major discount and free shipping on these shoes. The total came out to $60. So basically I got them for free. As far as I'm concerned, I got free shoes this weekend and you know, I'm being very smart with my money, but another part of girl math is how often you're going to use it. I'm going to use these shoes every single day. Like I hawk girl walk every day with the exception of like this month. August honestly has not been my month. This is a hot mess month for me and I feel like I am not doing it justice, but it's fine. So anyways, I am very excited that I got basically free Allbirds this weekend. I'm going to use them every day. I ship them back to my parents' house. I'll be back this weekend. And so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. It's 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 a good time. It's a good time. Uh, girl math. So then the next day, Saturday, you know, so I went shoe shopping with my dad Friday. So then obviously went wine tasting with my mom on Saturday. You know, that's just how it goes. And we went to three Steve's, had a glass. It was really nice. There was a bachelorette party there. And I was like, mom, how much is the bottle of champagne here? And she was like, I don't know why. And I was like, well, I'll just send, I wanted to send them a bottle. She's like, stop spending money. She's like, you don't even know these people. I'm like, I know, I know. I was like, I am, I am such a tragedy when it comes to bachelorette parties. It's not even my bachelorette party and I wanted to spend money. Like, it's not even my friends. And I was like, we should buy them a bottle. And she's like, girl, sit down. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was like, I don't know. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, and also something I did when I was home is I accidentally uh, ate my mom's Oreos and I didn't know. So I popped it. I was so excited because ever since I've gotten like a niece, you know, I mean, I don't even know what she can eat yet. I know she's eating some human food, but like, honestly, I don't really understand kids. So like, I don't know at what point you start to feed them like normal people food. But I popped into the 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 uh, pantry and I was like, whoa, the snacks here are on point. There was SpaghettiOs, little macaroni and cheese. I saw Oreos and I was like, oh, my God, Oreos. I got so excited. So then I go in and, you know, the Oreo packs now, like they open from the top. So it's kind of hard to see to tell if they're not actually open. So I thought they had already been open. So I like open the, I open them up. I walk in, I'm like, oh my God, look at the snacks. There's Oreos here. And my mom just looks at me and she's like, well, I was gonna bake with those, but okay. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oreo gate 2023. And I was like, well, since you were gonna bake with them and they're already open, and she's like, I don't think I'm going to do anymore. And she goes on this whole story about what she was going to make with them. And I was like, OK, listen, I I apologize. Should I stop eating them? And she was like, no. So I was like, stay less. And I had like 10 Oreos when I was home and I was very happy about the situation. So I'm really sorry to the cake or whatever she was going to bake with these Oreos. But um, they were delicious and worth it. And I'm sure there's a lot of regret about having me home because I just keep <laughs> I keep messing with everyone's stuff. And I'm sorry. But like Oreos, you know? Um, <laughs> okay, also, everybody, she drafted this weekend. I did my draft on Sunday. I have to say, I am 
thrilled. This was so fun. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I have been talking about just getting two players or two players I wanted. I wanted Travis Kelsey and I wanted Brock Purdy. And I ended up being the third pick of the draft, which I was like, whoa, hi, new girl. Like, look at her. And basically the top five people, I can't remember the first, I think it was Justin Jeffords. Justin Jefferson. I don't remember his name, honestly, but he was like big deal. And then there was two other guys. And then number four was Christian McCaffrey. And number five was Travis Kelsey. And I was like, oh my God, do I get McCaffrey or do I get Kelsey? I'm like, I feel like I've just been talking this big game about getting Travis Kelsey. And here he is. And I'm pick number three. And luckily, like the girl before me picked Christian McCaffrey. So then I picked Travis Kelsey. And I was on the phone with the Otter for my entire draft. And I just kept being like, I I think I need Brock Purdy. And then so here was my strategy was that in the seventh round. So normally, for those of you who don't play, you're not supposed to like draft a defense until like the very end, you know. But my strategy when I did my my, you know, my test draft, because, yeah, I did a couple like test drafts with the otter on Sunday. And so I did some test drafts to see what, what was up. Was that Sunday? I honestly I don't remember when I did that. Oh, it was Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. So I was like, you know, trying to see if I I, I, I knew what I was doing, whatever. And uh, basically my thought process was like, if I get to the sixth, seventh round, and I have a good a good chunk of wide receivers and running backs. And the number one defense is still available. Why would I just not take it? Like, why not? You know? And he was like, I don't know. Not many people would agree with your strategy, but it's your draft. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It's my draft. Because I did, honestly, between you and me. I went a little back and forth. I was like, do I want to draft with somebody? Because I kind of want to just, like, make my own rules and do my own thing. So, like, should I draft with him or should I just, you know? draft by myself and see what happens. So I'm very grateful. I think it was the right move to draft with him. I had a really good time and uh, I did. I picked up I picked up the the D- 49ers defense in the seventh round. Who knows how this is going to work out for me? OK, and what was stressing me out was the best advice that I think I got was from Bessie, the podcast cousin Danielle, which she was like, look out for the bye weeks because, you know, if all your team has the same bye week, you're going to be a little screwed. So then I picked up the 49er defense and immediately I was like, shoot, what am I going to do about the quarterback? Because I feel like I need to have Brock Purdy. I feel like, listen, I'm competitive and I came to win. But at the same time, I talk so much about sweet angel baby Brock Purdy. And he was ranked so low, by the way, so low in the draft. And I was just like, I understand that, but also like I love him and I feel like I just have to get him. You know, I just like I feel like I have to. But then I'm like, did I shoot myself in the foot because my defense and my quarterback are on the same team? And then I got one more wide receiver from from San Francisco. And I was like, did I just totally screw myself? But I didn't care. I was like, I have to get Brock Purdy. I didn't pick up Brock Purdy until like the 13th round. Okay, and it was worth it. But I forgot one important part. So. Apparently, I didn't know the rules of this league, but if you are the first person to draft a quarterback or if you're the first person to draft a defense, you have to take a shot. And listen, I drafted the 49er defense in the seventh round and I took a shot of my peppermint schnapps and I chased it with a Lindor truffle ball like the bougie girl I am. And it was worth it. I was like, I will take this shot at 10 a.m. in order to get my 49er defense. I think it was worth it. I don't know. This is my first round. 
Maybe I screwed myself over, but only time will tell. Only time will tell. But at the end of the day, I all I talked about was getting Travis Kelsey and Brock Purdy, and I got both of them. So now I'm deciding if I want to change my team name. My team name right now is the Ash Kickers, but I'm trying to decide if I want to change it to feeling purdy. I am just so glad I got him. I don't think anybody else wanted him. I don't think I was like up for some fight in this, but I was nervous. I really, I really wanted Brock Purdy. And you know what? It happened for me. And I'm so proud of myself. It was fun. I loved the draft. And now I was like, okay, cool. I drafted. And then the otter was explaining to me that now I have to like set my lineup every week. He's like, no, this is, you know, you got to set your lineup every week. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm stressed now, you know? And he's like, listen, you're going to have to drop some players that you like and during the year. And I said, no. And he said, yeah, I think this is going to be the hardest part for you is you're going to have to, you're going to have to get rid of some people. And I was like, I don't, I don't like the words that you're saying and I'm writing a high right now. So I'm just going to ignore. And I did. And it was great. <laughs> so I'm ready. Fantasy football, 2023, baby. Maybe I'll win. Who knows? One of my favorite things to do with my friends is just sit there and give each other some life advice. Like we have such meaningful conversations and I always feel better after having a conversation with them. So I wanna bring that love and compassion and advice to you all. We are doing Ashley's advice right here on the podcast and you can submit any question to me so easily. Just click the link in my bio at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's of course, on Instagram and on TikTok and I will be answering your questions right here on the podcast. You can do wedding questions or any sort of life questions and they'll be answered on both I'm Sorry What and I'm Sorry What Weddings. All right, everyone, listen. Of course I listened to the Bethany and Rachel podcast, okay? I listened to it and I have some thoughts, okay? I have some thoughts. So first of all, if you don't know what I'm talking about, let's go back to Scandival. A quick recap for you. Basically, Raquel... Uh, Levis now goes by Rachel. Her birth name is Rachel. And she was on the show, good friends with Ariana and Tom. Turns out for seven months, she was having an affair with Tom. Uh, Ariana found out. Scandival happened. The world found out. She basically got, you know, totally ostracized by the media. She went into a mental health facility. She's out. And this is her first interview back. Bethany Frankel used to be on Housewives. And she has taken a strong stance against Bravo. And you know what? I don't have too much to say about this, about this podcast. I guess I do. That's not true. My first thing I had to say about it, which was something that I talked about on my TikTok, and I literally turned on the 10 minute, you know, um, video timing because I didn't know how long I was going to want to talk about this on TikTok. And what drives me crazy is Bethany opens the podcast by basically saying, like, I don't want your show. I don't know who you are. And the argument that I made on TikTok was that, you know, I uh, it was my dream to obviously be in radio, interview celebrities and all that. I I got to interview a bunch of artists at Bottle Rock. I went to Bottle Rock for like five years in a row interviewing artists. And if you think I knew who these little indie bands were, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. I was on a top 40 pop station. I was listening to Justin Bieber on repeat. Like I did not know who they were. 
But I sat down. I did all my research. I became a fan. I listened to songs before I spoke with these artists. And never in a million years could I imagine sitting down with an artist and being like, well, I don't really listen to your music. So and I was just like, Bethany, you're so out of pocket for this. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is so rude and weird. So anyways, uh, that bothered me. Okay, but then I have to I have to be honest with you. This is the big statement I want to make. And I just want to make sure that this is the most important thing that people take from this podcast, okay? The most important thing, not my podcast, but Bethany's, the most important thing is that Tom Sandoval, he committed a crime. Tom Sandoval committed a crime, okay? He recorded Raquel, Rachel, sorry, without her consent, okay? And then that got sent around to the cast. That is not Okay, and I think that that part of the story got so buried deep. Like, I don't remember talking about it at all because we were just like, I can't believe Raquel could do this. I can't believe that she could lie to everybody. And I think that scene, the the scene that I think really put her in like angry in people's mind was the scene where she talks to Ariana about like Ariana's relationship with Tom. Like that really lost any sympathy vote for her. But at the end of the day, Tom Sandoval committed a crime and he is still on Vanderpump Rules. He's still on Vanderpump Rules. Arguably, like he, you know, I I know that his band wasn't doing that good, but he was still able to tour. He hasn't lost Schwartz and Sandys. He hasn't lost, you know, um, he hasn't lost Tom Tom. Like at the end of the day, like there was truly really no repercussions, in my opinion, for Tom Sandoval. Like Yes, he's hated and I'm sure he's having a bad time and people are hating him on social media. But this was a documented crime like there is facts that he did this and he is just nothing's happening to him. And I think that is the big problem here. Like that is a major, major problem that's happening. And I and I'm annoyed that we didn't talk about it more. And maybe you heard about it, but I didn't. But Tom Sandoval, like. Stassi and Kristen Doty got canceled and thrown off the show. Honestly, I, I I think it was a good thing because I think that even though they didn't mean to do, uh, you know, a racist act, like it still happened. And I think it's important to have accountability. And it ended up being like the best thing for Stassi, you know, so I'm glad that it happened. But I'm just not understanding how Tom Sandoval committed a, a, a crime and we're and he's still on the show. Like, I'm very annoyed. And here's my thing about Raquel, because I was very much like it was hard because the whole time I kind of had this stance in my in the back of my mind where I'm like, I kind of feel bad for her because I feel like she was manipulated. But then things like her asking, you know, once again, asking Ariana to her face about the relationship, her laughing at the reunion, like these things made me feel like I just I don't know where to stand on her. And I was like, either way. Like, I don't know how you did that. And I think the thing about the the interview was that if it could have just been the first 20 minutes, in my opinion, the first 20 minutes of the interview was was Rachel kind of being like, you know what? I messed up and I went to this mental health facility and I went to go figure out, like, why am I going after men who are taken? Like, why am I finding myself in these toxic relationships? And like, If she would have just said that, in my opinion, this would have been a good podcast. And I would have been like, okay, you know what? That's great. She owned her stuff. But the thing is, 
is that then she goes into like, but Ariana and I weren't even friends. And, you know, um, she makes she makes a statement and she said that Lala, uh, you know, bought her house like right under Brock's like nose, basically saying because Lala bought the house next to Sheena and basically Rachel was was in like insinuating that Brock wanted that house and then Lala just bought it from under her without anybody knowing. And like, that's kind of a bold statement to make. And I just felt like she got a little petty and it's like, I get it. I actually, I don't get it, but I, I can kind of see where she's coming from, where she's like everybody in her mind, everybody's spreading these lies about me and I want to get on the podcast and I want to like tell my truth. And honestly, I think that made her look worse. I think if she would have just gone on the podcast and said with the first like 20 minutes of like, you know what? I messed up and I made a major mistake and I'm trying to figure out I, I'm putting in the time to do the work to figure out why I made that mistake. Like to me, that was it. That was all I needed to hear. I was like, OK, like uh, this girl made a mistake. She owns it. And now she's trying to make her life better because like what it truly what do we want from her? What, she did make a mistake and this was really bad. But do we what do we expect her to do? She has to live her life now, you know, and she's coming to a place where she's trying to figure forgive herself. She's like, you know what? I don't expect anything from Ariana. I'm not going back to reality TV. And that was it. And honestly, that's all we really needed from her. But when she goes back to kind of, you know, push back on all the stories, I think that's where we lost her. And I think what's really, really unfortunate is that Bethany clearly had another agenda. And I think it made things very awkward because I think what Rachel was trying to do was come on and and probably in, say, the first half. So Rachel's whole plan now, by the way, is to start her own podcast about, you know, her mental health journey. And then she's like, you know, not everybody talks about being the other woman. And I was like, you know, I don't know how much sympathy you're going to get on that. But I imagine that it does. It, it, it can't feel good to do that. And so she's not totally like wrong on that front. But I just I don't know. I don't know how successful it's going to be. I I am not sure, especially like like I said, I feel like if it was the first 20 minutes, maybe more, because then she kind of goes on to like get a little bit, you know, petty about, you know, everybody's making money off this and I'm not. And I, I get it. But also the reason that people are making money off of it is because you did something so bad. Like you did something bad and that's why people are making money. So I, I'm not totally sure I sympathize with her in the way of like, but I didn't make any money. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, everybody's trying to make the best of a situation. You broke Ariana's heart. You broke Sheena's heart. You didn't really like break Lala's heart. But like, you know, Katie was truly your first victim. You know, this all started with Schwartz, you know. So technically, like Katie, you had been dealing with so much abuse this entire season because of you. So honestly, like, I don't really feel bad that you didn't make money off this. Like I said, what I feel bad about to my core, what I feel bad for for Rachel for is the fact that this video of her, you know, touching herself was recorded and then got out without her consent. Like no matter what, that is not OK. And that's the thing that I think we should be focused on when it comes to Tom Sandoval and 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 what's bad about Raquel. But honestly, Raquel did mess up and I don't think she deserves any send it to money, Daryl, send it to Daryl money. I don't think she deserves the, the endorsements that Ariana's getting. I think what she did was right. She went to go fix her work on her mental health, figure out why she got herself in the situation in the first place. And that was it. But Bethany 
is just on this crusade against Bravo. So it just felt like at every turn she was asking very pointed questions. And we already know that Rachel is very like obviously easily manipulated. So it was kind of interesting. And I felt like Rachel was actually trying not to be. But like it was just unfortunate because I feel like I would have wanted Bethany or sorry, Rachel to get to say everything she wanted to say and not have this like agenda behind it with Bethany and also Bethany is such a narcissist which like honestly whatever but she I mean you have to be a little bit to have a podcast but like she just kept being like so you know why me so like why did you choose my podcast and I was like girl let I get it you're like you want to talk about you were the chosen one you were the one that Rachel chose to sit down with but like relax you know and you know what Bethany's saying about what I'm understanding about residuals is like you know if there's reruns of Bravo shows, do I think that like the cast members should see that money? Like for sure, for sure. But you know, I, I don't know. It just felt like she's so angry with Bravo and she wanted to make this a Bravo mistake, which in reality, like at the end of the day, this was Rachel's mistake. She chose to hook up with Tom. She chose to blow her life up. And you know what? She talks about how like, you know, she was trying to do her job. And you know what? She chose to be somebody on the show that she wanted to get ratings and have longevity because not everybody on that show. She's like, everybody's cheated. I'm like, not everybody, not Katie, not Ariana. Well, I guess you can make the argument with Ariana and Kristen. But like, you know, you could have come off differently. I Also, Sheena, question mark. I don't know. Maybe someone fact check me on that. Um, but anyways, I thought that was that was weird. And then one of the things that she talked about was that Lala actually reached out to her and was like, hey, if you need an ear. And she's like, I just feel like Lala has an alternative motives, blah, blah. And I'm like, I actually don't think she doesn't because actually Lala gains nothing from talking to you. She actually puts a lot at risk from talking to you because nobody likes you. Her best friend doesn't like you. You know, fans don't like you. So Lala actually reaching out to you doesn't actually do her any good. And I don't know. I don't think Lala was out here trying to like get Raquel on the podcast. I think because I listened to Lala's podcast and you can hear a little bit of remorse in her voice when she talks about Rachel. And I'm sorry, I keep like switching out their names because I can't get it straight. But she wants to be called Rachel now and I want to respect that. So, um, you know, it's just a little bit of a learning curve to, to switch that up. But, you know, I I just I don't think Lala was coming from wrong. I think we're we're. Rachel went wrong in this interview was starting to play the blame game and like blaming Bravo, blaming, you know, like uh, Ariana a little bit and just being like, you know, we weren't we weren't that good of friends and all this stuff. And it's just like, regardless, you were in a friend group like you didn't need to be her best friend, but you were in a friend group and you're hooking up with her man's like it's not OK, period. And trying to say that like Tom and Ariana were in a real relationship and blah, blah, blah. It's like that's probably what Tom told you to make you feel better. But like for Ariana, it was obviously very real. So it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter how you feel because it's about how Ariana feels. So um, also one of my my jokes I made on, on TikTok that I wanted to share was so Michael Rappaport, Rappaport or whatever. So he is big in the Vanderpump rules world. He loves Bravo. He talks about it all the time and he definitely does not like Rachel. And when I was listening to Bethany's podcast at the end, there were all these commercials and one of them were for his podcast. And then he went on TikTok to like talk shit about Bethany's podcast. And I was like, you are advertised on there. Cause one of the biggest things, the biggest news that's going on right now is that Bethany was talking about not getting paid 
you know, and that Rachel wasn't paid enough and all this stuff. And then everyone's talking about how, well, Bethany had her on the podcast and there was like so many ads. She made this a three parter, by the way. And these episodes were like 30 minutes long. And I'm like, this did not need to be that way. And there were so many ads. There were a ton of ads. So they're like, is is Rachel seeing this? Like, is she is she getting money from this? Is like everybody's kind of question, you know, and, uh, you know, no one said no one said anything. So I don't know what's true and what's not. But I'm bummed because that's the biggest news story that's coming out of this is that Bethany's complaining about money. And it's all been about if, if Rachel's getting paid enough and all this stuff. And I wish that the story was that Tom recorded her without her consent and that's being sent out. And like, you know, it's a bummer because the send it to Daryl thing was so funny, but it came from that. And that that's kind of upsetting because it's like all at that point, like I, I think what Rachel was trying to do was make sure the video didn't get spread. Like imagine, you know that everybody hates you. OK, you know, all your friends hate you. And there is a video of you doing something, you know, to yourself. And now it's out there. And the people who hate you the most have access to this video. Yeah, I would be scared too. Okay. I I am not, listen, I'm not team Rachel. I'm not trying to say that, but I do think there needs to be serious consequences for what Tom Sandoval did. Like uh, that is punishable by jail time and straight to jail. Not only for his ugly mustache and his terrible singing, but for this straight to jail. So I'm interested to see how Bravo responds to all this. I don't think that they will, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think they already kind of said something about, you know, the money and everything, but the money is not the biggest part. Tom Sandoval is. So anyways, it will be interesting. Rachel starting her own podcast. I personally don't think I will be tuning in, but you know what? good for her. And Ariana is thriving. Sheena dropped a new banger. You guys, Sheena dropped a song called apples. And honestly, it was good. I hate to say it. It was good. I, I, you know, it was good. And then she dropped it like right when this interview came out. I thought that was awesome, you know? And, uh, I hope that I hope Rachel really did learn her lesson. I hope that, you know, we don't see her popping up on reality TV again. I hope that Tom gets in trouble for what he did. And I hope that Ariana, Katie, Lala, and even Sheena continue to stay friends. And I hope they continue to thrive, period. Let me know what you thought about the podcast episode because I'm super interested. I honestly, I kind of like snoozed during the second part. Like, you really don't need to watch all three. Like, you don't. I mean, if you're interested in the whole Graham dog thing, I, I don't know. It's I can believe her. I cannot basically like I'll give you the skivvy since I brought it up. But so the dog that her and James shared ended up in James possession because she put it up for adoption or she brought it to a foster home because it was having biting problems. And then Lisa Vanderpump found out and then Lisa gave it back to James. And then, you know, she's like, I hate that this is the story that I like gave up my dog. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened at the end of the day. But listen, you're you're not going to have a lot of credibility because she's like, I'm not, a, you know, like I would never do that. It's like you're not going to really have a lot of credibility when you spent an entire season lying to America. You know what I mean? Like we all watched you lie to everybody. So you're not exactly going to be the easiest person to believe right now. And I think you're just going to have to take that. But 
Okay, everybody. I'm so sorry. I am going to uh, have to end the podcast here. I'm glad we got to recap. I'm sorry there wasn't an Ashley's advice or an I'm sorry what moment, but I will be back next week with that. But I wanted to jump on how to talk about the Raquel Bethany interview and, of course, the draft. Like, hello. Uh, she's feeling party. But thank you so much for listening. I will be back with more next week. And I love you all so much. You are truly the best. Thank you for giving me a platform and listening to me talk. I I love it. And I love you. Okay, bye.